Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. I hope people stop talking about my hemorrhoids by next week. <laughs> I think they have. I think you're just talking about it at this point. Nope, they asked me out on Grinder. Oh, yeah, you did mention that. Literally, Gaijin. Literally, Gaijin. You're listening to Literally Gaysians, where two Asian guys, you know, Gaysians, get real about their feelings and literally Gaysian shit. I'm Chris, and this is my home wrecking third wheel co-host, Bao. <laughs> you fucking bitch. I fucking hate you. I haven't broken up a couple in a long time, okay? But what I am looking forward to is the official start of Gaysian Week. Asian Week! So it's actually called Queer and Trans Asian Pacific Islander Week, to be exact. Q-T-A-P-I Week. Q-Tappy. So not only is it the queer people who love acronyms, it's the Asian people who love acronyms. So it's a lot of fun acronyms. And so this is relatively a new thing. But before we get to that, I just want to see how you are. Where are you, actually? This is in your house. Um, so I'm in Europe. It's like the big last trip I'm going to take before I start looking for work again. Just in full honesty, right before I hopped on here, I just got like sad news from someone I really care about. It's not, not like tragic news, not like anything super concerning, just like, you know, it's just something sad and I really feel for them right now. And so my mind is just, and my heart probably is just like preoccupied with that. But it being in Europe... I realized, and I need to stop doing this. I keep like comparing it to Asia, which I love and kind of being a bitch about it. And so I had a friend tell me like, you can never compare anything to Asia. You have to like compare it to the U S maybe you'll like it better. And then I think that kind of helped. And I kind of, kind of did like it better. I just feel like everyone here is walking around looking like Willem Dafoe, <laughs> like Oscar winning villain. 
I just, I wonder if it's okay. I was in Germany. I just really expected things to be a lot faster and efficient, but it's just, everything is so slow. Everything's always closed. And that's great for the Europeans, not great for me. And that just makes me sound like completely xenophobic, but I, uh, and it's like raining and cold. And so maybe I'm just in a sour mood about everything just because I did go to Europe to help like someone I care about with something. And, we got some sad news about it. So I probably am just in a sour mood about everything and maybe you should give Europe another chance. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. I'll tell you where I'm not at. EDC. <laughs> Everyone's there right now. Well, I'm walking in the rain trying to find this villa where old white people lived in. I'm not having a little bit of FOMO. Yeah. How have you been? Yeah, I guess I'm also having a little bit of FOMO, but more of nostalgia for EDC. I don't know if I want to be there right now, but I can see how much you would rather be there now. I guess what I'm going on for me is that I'm coming to realize that 43 is a bad year for me. I'm just like not having no. it. I just, I realized I was probably getting a little depressed this last couple of months. After getting laid off and I'm coming up on all these little roadblocks, I got no job, my plants are dying, my furniture doesn't fit in this underwhelming new place, Uh, my hard drive with all my porn died, my bidet just broke. I don't know. I just want to catch a break. But I know that things are going to get better. Um, I just had to realize that I need to go easy on myself while at the same time pushing myself to work through this funk. Um, I spent yesterday rephrasing all these problems just as more projects to work on. They're just mm-hmm. things I need to get done with rather than like, oh no, what was me? And that really helped uh, reduce my stress. So yeah, that's my um, today's trauma dump. But so <laughs> things are better. Things are, I'm looking up, I'm looking up. I have been there during this because it's like, you know, we spend so much time alone being unemployed mm-hmm. and you know, your other, your, most of your friends are available on the weekends, but during the weekdays, if things are going not well um, and going on top of each other, you feel like things are bad, but like for some reason, because you're not working when things go wrong and you're just by yourself and just like, don't want to bother any one of your friends who are at work. It's just kind of like you, you spiral. Yeah, it's lonely at home. Not your bidet breaking, though. Uh, girl. <laughs> Especially after all of those hemorrhoid talk the last a couple episodes. <laughs> and I love how you, of all the things you listed of things going wrong, I cat gasped at the hard drive with the porn dying. Girl, that was five hard drives, and it just, <laughs> it all broke in a power outage um, after, at my last place. And I, it's just, oh, God, everything's going wrong. But um, hard, to- hard turn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just don't, okay, well, okay, like, wait, before we do the hard turn. So sometimes I just don't know when to be like, let's offer words of encouragement. Because then, like, then I think of this meme, it was like, there's too much toxic positivity. But balancing being like, well, that all really sucks. It's really sucked for you, girl, right now. And then, like. Sometimes that doesn't help either. I'll just ask you, what what do you need in this moment? I actually don't know. And I think that's what I'm trying to work through. I, you know, people will say, well, you should know how to ask for help because that's something that um, is hard to do. But 
I actually don't know what to ask for. So I think mm-hmm. that's maybe maybe what I need is time, just more time. That's uh, I I don't think I've gotten to a, like a super bad place. Just more of a I've recognized the issue, and so I think that is a yeah. lot though. I I have also been in this overwhelmed place. And I guess talking to my therapist helped, but I also realized at some point I got sick of being in the funk and I got out, which is great because you don't want to be just, I've been comfortable in a funk before. And when you're comfortable in the funk, that turns into major depression. Yeah. Oh yeah. And add on to it. I didn't even have, I don't got health insurance, so I can't go to a therapist. So yeah. (laughs) Okay. But I'll have health insurance in June. You will? Yeah. I've signed on for covered California. Uh, I'm doing all of the unemployment things. Speaking of time, mm-hmm. um, the time is a few days ahead of Gaijin Week, which is our topic. Gaijin Week! Yay! Wasn't that the smoothest transition from your trauma <laughs> to the topic at hand? Anyway, yeah. so it's not really Gaijin Week, but we're calling it Gaijin Week because that's what speaks to us as Gaijins, but it's actually a lot bigger than that. Literally. Literally. It's literally Gaijin Week. Um, it's Queer and Trans Asian Pacific Islander Week. So every time I say that, I do have to look at my notes to read it out loud because I don't want to get it wrong and get canceled by Gen Z. But um, a lot of people might not know that it's this week. Why is it happening now, Chris? We're in that last week-ish in May, leading up to June. And May is Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Yay, you got it right. Yes. And June, obviously, is Pride Month. So this last week in May-ish, we celebrate queer and trans Asians today and throughout history. It's intersectionality. So, you know, I actually didn't even really have that term intersectionality mm. gel in my head until just maybe about four or five years ago. Um, what, 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 what do you, how would you explain intersectionality? It's basically not being, and if, if you're in the U.S., just not being white. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. Because intersectionality means that you have a lot of different things about your identity that intersect together. And mm-hmm. so for us, what we're talking about with Queer API Week is um, identifying as queer or trans, be a part of that community, but also identifying as Asian or Pacific Islander. I think before, like decades before, you kind of had to either choose one or the other, or there wasn't a lot out there for you to identify with if you identify with both things. Um, and when we talk about intersectionality, it's usually across like groups that you belong to that are marginalized. Mm-hmm. That is my understanding of intersectionality. But I heard the term more than 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Oh, shit, we're that old. It was coined like in the late 80s by Kimberly Crenshaw, but then also written a lot about by um, Bell Hooks. But the only reason I really wanted to say that was because I wanted to introduce to you my new drag name, Taco Bell Hooks. <laughs> wow, that was a stretch of a connection, but who knows? I, I, I transitioned from trauma to Asian week, so. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the topic at hand. It is mm-hmm. Queer and Trans API Week. It's 
officially celebrated in the city of San Francisco. It started last year, right? Like I think the city of San Francisco officially designated like that this week between API Heritage Month, Pride Month as Queer and Trans API Week. And that's thanks to two people. Um, that we personally know, a, l- a lot of people, but particularly two people that we know that spearheaded this effort. The first is Nick Large, and you may know Nick Large as Christy Yamikuchi. Yummy as in yummy. Mm. Or wait, was it? Yummy as in tasty and coochie as in tasty. Yes. Okay, that's how it was. Um, who was our guest on episode two? And also Miss Juicy Lou, another Asian American drag queen, Viet drag queen, um, and also a friend of ours. We wanted to celebrate this outside of San Francisco. We want to spread the love. Uh, so it's our topic of our mini episode this week. You know, actually, last week you were talking about like a big change, a surprise. Um, I had no idea what you were talking about. Why is this a mini episode? Well, I'm not sure if it's going to be a mini episode anymore because it meant, <laughs> I meant it to be a short episode and we haven't even gotten to the topic and it's always been, it's almost been like 15 minutes of recording. <laughs> but anyways, the idea was for this to be a mini episode <laughs> because we're going to change the schedule up a bit and bring you another full episode next week. So you know how we like usually release episodes mm. every other week? So this week we're releasing an episode, and the next Wednesday we're releasing an episode. And then from then on, it's going to be every other week from next week. I mean, we could have skipped this week and just came out with the episode next week, but it's Gaijin Week! We love bonuses! Clearly not going to keep it short, but let's see what we can... Let's see what we got. Jumping right into the deep end, with a super corny question. This question's giving social justice. It's giving Asian American studies. It's giving that boring panel event that you're Asian ERG through for API Heritage Month. Those are so bad. And it's always the same shit. Anyways, this question <laughs> honors the legacy of queer APIs throughout history. And we're going to bring that to a more personal level for us. So this question is, what's a queer API person thing or moment that liberated you. So Chris, what is the queer API person thing or moment for you? I think it's a lot like the question that we asked for, ask our guests. And when we first started, like what made you Gaijin? The more I think about it, as we've done this a while, it's not just always one moment. It's like many moments that collect together. And I think I had a queer Asian awakening when Jenny Shimizu hit the modeling scene. Do you know who she is? No, no. Let me look at her. Let me look her up. Right. Uh, yeah, look at look look at her. Well, uh, it's wild. She's this Asian lesbian. She was discovered, uh, just like you know, supermodels of of that time were. And she's so fucking hot, just plastered all over the billboards in Calvin Klein ads. And she had this short cropped hair, um, shaved head. And, you know, in the 90s, everybody was pressed about Calvin Klein. And so it was such a big deal. I was obsessed with her. And now, look, we got that beautiful Hoppa twink, Evan Mock, in Calvin Klein ads. He plays a bisexual uh, on, on TV. Uh, and fun fact, she and Angelina Jolie... They dated after meeting in the movie Foxfire, which was, oh, you know, super like, you know, lesbian adjacency. And Angelina said in an interview recently that they would have gotten married if she didn't marry Johnny Lee Miller at that time. Who's who's Johnny Lee Miller? Or do you mean Billy Bob Thornton? 
No, no, no. First husband, Johnny Lee Miller, who was in Hackers, who I had such a crush on. Oh. He's so hot. They both sound like the same type of name. They both sound like the same person. Yeah, the three namers and stuff. It took a while for the photo to show up, but yeah, she is so, oh my gosh. So hot. Uh, I think she's a peace officer now. So I love her. She, she like, she got me like going to be so excited about seeing queer Asians. And then like, even a little further back when I was a little, lot younger, my middle school counselor, Miss Jang, I learned later on as I got involved in queer Asian community organizing in the 90s that she was deeply involved in that same activism, like seeing her outside of a school setting. You know how it was always weird as a kid to see like your teachers outside of school. And she was one of the first queer couples Mm -hmm. I knew to have a child together. And it helped me understand the possibilities that I could have for myself. And also knowing that I don't want kids. (laughs) Uh, But she's actually... (laughs) No, I know all the conservatives are going to be all up on this about lesbian educators. And I'll just say this. Uh, I was going to suck a dick whether or not she was there in my school. And that mm-hmm. hot lesbian haircut that she had just made me feel more comfortable with myself and as a happier person as a kid. It did not changed me in any way it just made me an even better person and you know that short hair in the 90s jenny shimizu ms jang it empowered me to not be like a a self-hating homophobic bully and so that's what i'm happy about and those are the those are some moments i remember that were my i guess my gay my gaysians that made me the gaysian i am today Asian liberators. Um, Miss uh-huh. Jang, you should tell her. No, I've, oh, I've creepily told her many times over the years. <laughs> I see her all the time. I'm like, oh, Miss Jang. And she's like, it's weird that 30 years later, I still call her Miss Jang. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. All right, my turn. The queer API person thing or moment that liberated me. I can choose between two, so I'm going to talk about both of them but really quick. Okay, so the first one is <laughs> Margaret chose stand-up special i'm the one that i want that came in that uh, came out in 2000 remember the one where she's in that red dress iconic and it came out 23 years ago i had to look it up it came out in 2000 chris and at the time she was 31 oh wow i imagined her so much yeah. younger 
Yeah. And it's like kind of the first time that I saw an elder and I don't want I mean, me to say it that way, but like, you know, a cool person who was like one generation above me. So she's like probably squarely in Gen X. B, completely unapologetically Asian, completely unapologetically queer and completely unapologetically sexual. And there's so many jokes from there. I, I've literally watched that special 30 to 50 times. It's still my favorite stand-up special. Like one of my favorite jokes is when she's like, fag hags are the backbone of the gay community. <laughs> and, and it's true. And it's true. Guiding you through the Underground Railroad, like, <laughs> hurry, girl. It was so good. And like every time I go like pick up drugs from my dealer, I remember her one joke is like, the worst part about doing drugs is like, you have to pretend that you're your a friend with your drug dealer <laughs> like making the small talk or when should the small talk end? When should I leave? Or am I leaving too fast? And is this just, why is this relationship so transactional or, you know, well, how, how do we say goodbye? And so I just remember that joke every time I come pick up my drugs and I feel like, you know, she walks to Ali Wong could run, but I don't feel, I feel like that's kind of, kind of weird to say. So they're, they're both running. They're both still amazing. Mm-hmm. So that's one. Number two, is this is this is more of a downer. It's the this movie called Happy Together. And I think you've seen it for sure. I love that movie. And so that's one a little older. That's from 1997, um, and it's directed by the iconic Wong Kar Wai. So this is Hong Kong filmmaker. I saw someone posted that like I think today or this week it's celebrating its 26th um, anniversary of premiering at the Cannes Festival. I've been seeing those. Uh, how old were you in 97? So I didn't see it in 97, but in 97, oh. I was 12. But oh, I watched okay. it in like senior year of high school or something. Because I think I was walking through the Blockbuster video. Remember Blockbuster video? Mm-hmm. Um, and there was like indie and international section, you know, like, and there was that. And I remember just there was the DVD cover of that was like two gay Asian men or like two Asian men really close together. So I like context clues knew it was going to be about two gay Asian guys. And, you know, my dad wasn't looking I like flipped over the DVD to like sleeve to read what was in the back. Uh And obviously it says there were lovers. And so obviously I was too afraid to rent the DVD. So I just pirated it and (laughs) I watched it and it it was so good to me because, you know, when you look, we look back now and a lot of gay Asian guys talk about that movie being one of their favorites because mm-hmm. at the time those were like two really famous Hong Kong actors and for them to be playing a gay couple and play that so well was a huge thing and they moved to you know in the stories they moved to Buenos Aires from Hong Kong and I still think it's still the best queer movie of all time for me like every time I watch a new movie about Asians or about gay love I always compare it to that movie because at the center of that movie is like a really like aching story about like gay longing, um, about really toxic relationships. And it was also unfortunate that I watched it before I came out and and it was like my first, um, model of like gay Asian love because I think I ended up romanticizing that kind of, (laughs) that kind of like toxic relationship in my twenties. Unrequited. Unrequited or like, um, it was required, but it wasn't good for you. Like, it was so toxic no. for you. But that is one kind of relationship. Not all of them are going to be the same. Or it's the kind of relationship that existed at the time, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was it's, the 90s. Yeah, it's 26 years later. You see it You see it sometimes, but, you know, that's not the model anymore. And that's not what we want to see. Or we know better. We've 
loved ourselves a little bit more. The society's changed a bit, but um, for, for relationships not to be idolized like that on film anymore. But I still think it's such a great fucking video. I just went to this restaurant uh, a few weeks ago, a Chinese restaurant owned by a queer Asian man, a famous one actually. But he took like the, you know, that lampshade that um, is in their, their apartment of the, 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 the waterfall. That shitty he, little apartment. Yeah. That shitty little apartment, that shitty little lamp, but the lamp, you know, you'll, you'll always remember cause it's iconic in the restaurant. They blew that up to be the, the full mural of the wall. And oh, it, that's so cool. And it's like, and the fact that we all kind of clocked it was just kind of amazing. So watch happy together and watch Margaret Cho. I'm the one that I want. Cause those are the two yeah. things that really liberated my like queer Asianness. I saw that movie when I was 17 in the theater when it came out, and it was amazing. And then my happiest together moment was a few years ago, I went to to South America and took a boat to the end of the world and saw the lighthouse at the end of the movie. I was elated. I took videos. I was, I was like, am I crying or is it just the rain? It was It was a beautiful moment. Did you leave anyone's secret there like the guy did in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That part no, was, was so... Ugh, so I'm much less Sorry, broken than that boy. And I had such a crush on that boy, too. Oh, he's so hot. He's still hot. He was in Dune. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. in Dune? Oh my god! Yeah, well, everyone's still working. Yeah, I'm gonna see what happens. But he's in Dune, and he's still like hot, like a hot daddy. Okay, last bit. A little more on the fun side. In honor of Queer Trans API Week, uh, let's play Fuck Mary Kill. Fuck so, Mary Kill. I'm gonna name three famous Gaysians, and you're gonna choose uh, which one, which one to fuck, which one to marry, and which one to kill. So you ready? Okay. Yes, let's go. All right. First on my list for you is Justin Min. He's one of my favorites. He's from Umbrella Academy and Beef. You know who he is? Yes, he's so high. I got Tan France from Queer Eye. Okay. And Scarlett Johansson. Oh, you fucking bitch. Okay. Fuck, Mary kill. Justin Min, Tan France, and Scarlett Johansson. Okay, let's just get it out of the way. Let's kill Scarlett Johansson. Because <laughs> as a robot, um, she'll come back anyway. Because she keeps playing Asian robots. So kill Scarlett Johansson. And no matter what you do, no matter what she does to try to kill her career, she's still one of the highest paid actresses in the world. And she won't get canceled. She tried to be Asian. The Asians try to cancel her. She tried to play a trans man. Nobody will cancel her. And the trans people, no one will cancel her. In fact, they keep writing her checks. In fact, she could. She just sues Disney and still wins. Yeah, I don't get it. She's unkillable, so I'm going to just... If we're able to kill her, we're going to kill her. Fuck, definitely Justin Min. He's so hot. Uh-huh. But I kind of like... I like his character in Umbrella Academy. But I didn't watch Umbrella, Umbrella, sorry, Umbrella Academy Season 2. So I only saw like a little bit of him in Season 1, and he was hot. But for some reason, I just kind of found him really hot in beef. Like, Oh, he was so sexy. This, it's so Even sexy as like a tox, toxic pastor or toxic like youth leader. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of like the beginning of like a really good and nuanced gay Asian porn. Mm-hmm. Like your really problematic youth leader like wants 
wants to have you over to study and like do something bad. He was your happy together boyfriend. He's my head, like just giving me the full like anxious attachment, happy together vibes. And I would definitely marry Tan France. I love Tan France. I'll go to that wedding. We'll have that wedding just to see what I'm going to wear. Every time Tan France does a tip, I always like take note of it. And he's also like a short king like me, like around, I think he's, you know, on IMDb, it says he's 5'9", which means he's probably (laughs) 5'7". I realize a lot of things look great on him because he gets everything tailored, which he talks about in one of the seasons. Uh, I love him. I learned how to tuck in my shirt properly from him. You, you tuck the middle of the shirt, just the middle of the shirt in the front into your pants so that you show more mm. of your leg versus looking like mm. you're drowning in the t-shirt, which is like a problem that I have. It's like a short king. All right. Are you ready for my, uh, for, no, sorry. Are you ready for your fuck, Mary and kill? Okay. All right. right. Who are they? <laughs> the first is Bo and Yang. So I think y'all know Bo and Yang from SNL. The second is Ocean Vuong. Poet, author, and like Gaijin laureate of our time. Uh huh. And the third is Luke Trong. Oh, well, shit. Gaijin porn star, adult performer extraordinaire, Luke Trong. Ocean Vuong, Bowen Yang, Luke Trong. Sure, I can't just be in a polycule with all of them. (laughs) Damn, this is actually quite hard. Like, I. I love them in all these different ways. I mean, clearly, I should be fucking Luke Trong. Yes. Oh, but, oh. No, 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 no. All right. I take it back. Kill Luke Trong because he's just going <gasps> to make me feel inadequate. Uh, in sex, he's just, you know what? I, uh, I want to... Because I got to save the others. To, uh, the others, um, I would want to marry yeah. Bowen Gang because mm-hmm. he will always be he'll always be entertaining to me, uh, and we can entertain each other and uh, whisper jokes to each other in, in bed at night. Um, and then I definitely want to fuck Ocean Vuong. He's like got this like sexiness about him over the years, but I don't think I but I don't think I could take. Um, that that flowery language, like every day, I'd be like, "All right, I get it, I get it. It was hard." No, girl, I would fuck him just to see what he would, how he would describe it after. Oh, you you could be one of the subjects of one of his stories. Yeah, or <laughs> just look up any interview he's ever done on YouTube, any video interview. He is an amazing speaker, but to the point of caricature. Like I feel like. <laughs> If someone was really smart and amazing, they could even do him on Snatch Game. Because I think his personality oh is just so... It's just so still distinct and wild. I also think someone should try to do Yeji. You know, the Korean DJ artist. Uh, uh-huh. Yeji, she is... <laughs> Hi, welcome. Fox. <laughs> Hi, welcome to my apartment. I'm going to give you a tour of my apartment. <laughs> yeah, she has an anxiety, Fox. I've been really into her. basketball, so here's a... Uh, my doghouse is a big basketball hat. <laughs> She's like uh, the Bjork of our time. I love her. But anyways, I think Ocean Vong is at that level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hope one day we can claim uh, Yeji as, as a Gaijin. Well, hopefully. We'll see. Yes. Yes, we don't know She's yet. She's still young. No, she's like <sighs> almost 30. What? All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. She, she got the Asian genes. I thought she was like 25 or something. 
Yeah, maybe maybe the the fact that she has little anxiety fox toys has helped you infantilize her. <laughs> okay, well, um, <laughs> that was a fun episode. I am not a yeah. pedophile. That's our mini episode. Um, I want to wish uh, you, Bao, and everyone happy Gaijin Week. Gaijin Week. Yeah, happy Gaijin Week Gaijin. to you, girl. So we'll be back next week um, with a new episode. And it's the unofficial Gaijin Week party we all love to complain about, EDC. I don't get what it is about parents fleeing Asia and raising kids that makes them want to wear their underwear in public to electronic dance music. <laughs> but you know what? You know what? I think we're going to try to under, try to try to answer that question next week. So, um really excited to talk about EDC Electric Asian Carnival. I mean Electric Daisy Carnival. <laughs> but until then, catch us on um TikTok and Instagram at literally Gaysians. And that's it. See you next week. This kind of came out to a mini episode, so I think I'm, I'm proud of us. So, bye-bye. Yeah. Bye, everyone. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.